said life is easy, but I believe by giving yourself permission, you will find you have more control over your life than you realize. I'm Julie. I hope you will join me by taking responsibility for yourself by only controlling the things you can and letting go of the things that you can't. By doing this, you will have discovered the secret to having happy, healthy, and more fulfilling relationships. This is Nearest and Dearest Podcast. I'm Julie Rogers, and you are listening to Season 2, Episode 4, Make a Difference. I recently came back from my trip to Washington, D.C. I was advocating for Alzheimer's Association. I was invited by Lauren Ashburn, an Associate Director of Advocacy for the State of New York. I feel I am ready to put my voice out there and advocate for anyone who is battling this heinous disease along with their families. I was representing District 24, which stretches alongside Lake Ontario from near Buffalo in the west to Watertown in the east. My town, Cape Vincent, is included in this district. I became involved with AIM, which stands for the Alzheimer's Impact Movement. AIM works to secure policies to overcome Alzheimer's and all other dementias, including increased investment in research, improved care and support, and development of approaches to reduce the risk of developing dementia. Working at the federal and state level, AIM advances the public policy priorities of the Alzheimer's and dementia community. The Alzheimer's Association is fighting to support Alzheimer's and dementia research and funding and advance bipartisan legislation that will have a positive and meaningful impact on people living with Alzheimer's and their caregivers today and into the future. Because of their commitment, I decided to take action and become involved. I'm a volunteer advocate. I want to make a difference. I was in Washington, D.C. for three days. From the moment I landed at the airport, and met two fellow New Yorkers, Mary and Lisa, I felt an instant connection. We shared our personal stories about losing a parent to this horrific disease. When we arrived at the Washington Hilton and saw 900 advocates from all 50 states I could clearly see how my one voice would be joined by 899 others, each sharing their own individual story that resonated with mine. All I kept thinking was how much I wanted to hear every person's story. There is so much empowerment 
when you truly feel that hope, never giving up, determination, and even more motivational meaning, the love that stays with you long after we all went home. 2023 Alzheimer's AIM Advocacy Forum added another layer to this event. For the first time ever since the forum began, we all rallied in Washington, D.C.'s Lafayette Square on March 20th, just outside the White House, to fight for the reversal of the 2022 Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, called CMS, their decision-blocking Medicare coverage of U.S. Food and Drug Administration-approved Alzheimer's disease treatments that can slow down the progression of early-onset dementias. We made personal signs showing who we were fighting for with the hashtag more time, access now, and others. Even though my mom's horrific battle from Alzheimer's ended in November 2019, I felt compelled to fight in her memory. It's an honor I was forever grateful to have. This is bigger than me and the loving memory of my beautiful mom. That's where it tugs at my heart. Where now I can fight for the right of anyone and their family who has been inflicted with this incurable terminal disease. I'm 57 now. I have those moments when I wonder if this disease will happen to me or my husband or any of my siblings. What about my adult children and grandchildren? A diagnosis affects every aspect of the families who are left to care for their loved ones. My mom was scared. She was in denial. She didn't understand what was happening to her. From 2016 until present day, I have learned so much more about this heinous disease. You have two choices, really. You either get educated and learn as much as you can about this disease, which includes open and honest conversations within yourself first and your doctors and family, or you stay in denial and by the time your symptoms become so apparent to those who know and love you, it's probably too late for more 
time. More time to make your own decisions about your future. More time to spend with your family before you start forgetting not only who they are, but losing who you are. Because guess what? This is a progressive terminal disease. For me, I would want whatever options that are available to me to help slow it down. It was incredible to be part of a group of people just like me who want to stand up for your basic human right to have access to FDA-approved treatments that will literally give them more time with their loved ones, live their lives with their own choices, make their own decisions on caregiving before this disease robs them from their own ability to do so. On the last day, Tuesday, I was part of the ambassadors who were going to meet with New York State legislators on Capitol Hill to help promote more research, funding, and demand CMS to overturn their decision and allow full access to these FDA treatments and stop the discrimination this agency has put on everyday people who simply want the same rights as any other disease that Americans are battling. The cost for these treatments out-of-pocket is around $27,000. Only the wealthy can afford that. There is some good news. The Veterans Affairs, the VA, has approved these treatments for veterans. All 50 states' ambassadors were going to meet with their own state legislators to demand the same rights. New York had a larger group of advocates that wanted to be part of these meetings. The three that I was part of were meeting with Senator Kirsten Gillibrand, Senator Chuck Schumer, and Congresswoman Representative Claudia Tenney. Unfortunately, we couldn't meet in person directly with them for various reasons, but we were able to meet directly with their staff members. When it was time to share my story, I was sitting at a table with Lauren Ashburn, she's the one who invited me to attend this forum, Bill Gustafson, who is New York's State Director for Alzheimer's, and George 
Iverson, who is the legislative director for Congresswoman Tenney's office. I had a prepared story. I only had a couple of minutes to tell it. I brought along a framed 8x10 collage photos of my mom. I put it out on the table facing Mr. Iverson so he could see it. There were only four photos in this collage. Mom was around 18 for the first picture, a beautiful black and white portrait. Next to it was a photo I took of Mom when she was 84 on hospice with only a couple of weeks left before she died. The third photo was a photo of Mom with all six of her adult children around her celebrating her 80th birthday, the very beginning of her dementia. You wouldn't know that this was the last happiest memory my siblings and I would ever have with her celebrating her along with her friends. The last photo was of mom with me and my two sisters, Jill and Jojo, kneeling down around her in the nursing home. She was in a wheelchair, unable to walk, mumbling unintelligible words, being hand-fed because she no longer could feed herself or even know if she was hungry. That photo is the last one I have for a memory of her last birthday in June 2019. I wanted to show the ugliness of this disease. Unless you have experienced it, it's hard to describe. My hope is that one day, no person, no family will ever have to experience these gut-wrenching casualties that this disease leads their victims to their ultimate end. This was an opportunity for legislators who are working for their states and us, the taxpayers, to actually meet real constituents who are dealing with Alzheimer's or other dementias. Hearing those real-life stories was very inspiring. I have never before been part of something I wholeheartedly believe in that involved me taking action to help raise awareness and help secure critical research funding, which increases at the National Institutes of Health, NIH, which has increased more than sevenfold since 2000.
and 11. Thanks to the work of AIM advocates in the 117th Congress, there were more than 177 members from both parties and both chambers on that task force. That's the results of people starting as one and joining together and becoming one big voice. I want to share with you some staggering statistics. These facts come from alz.org. More than 6 million Americans are living with Alzheimer's. By 2050, this number is projected to rise to nearly 13 million. One in three seniors dies with Alzheimer's or another dementia. It kills more than breast cancer and prostate cancer combined. In 2023, Alzheimer's and other dementias will cost the nation $345 billion. By 2050, these costs could rise to nearly $1 trillion. Over 11 million Americans provide unpaid care for people with Alzheimer's or other dementias. In 2022, unpaid caregivers provided an estimated 18 billion hours of care valued at $339.5 billion. The lifetime risk for Alzheimer's at age 45 is 1 in 5 for women and 1 in 10 for men. Only 4 in 10 Americans would talk to their doctor right away when experiencing early memory or cognitive loss. The stigma and denial is real, and we have to keep educating ourselves to speak up about memory loss and other symptoms that aren't normal in the aging process. Seven in ten Americans would want to know early if they have Alzheimer's disease, if it could allow for earlier treatment. Between 2020 and 2030, 1.2 million additional direct care workers will be needed to care for the growing population of people living with dementia. It'll be the largest worker gap in the U.S. People age 65 and older survive an average of four to eight years after a diagnosis of Alzheimer's, yet 
Some live as long as 20 years with Alzheimer's. This reflects the slow, uncertain progression of this disease. We have to step up and continue to fight for FDA-approved treatments. Every day that goes by, an additional 2,000 people who are battling early-onset Alzheimer's and other dementias will transition to the next stage and will not benefit from treatment. There is no cure right now, but we cannot stop researching and finding the science that can cure it. If you are interested in learning more about Alzheimer's, please visit the website alz.org to learn more. Education is key into understanding what might be happening to yourself or a loved one. You will also find more detailed information about the research, help and support, getting involved in your own community. You are not alone. I still seek support and understanding in the aftermath of losing my mom. I have found it by connecting with people who are or have experienced caregiving for this most devastating disease. Go to my website at nearestanddearestpodcast.com for hyperlinks that will take you to more information. You will also see hyperlinks at the bottom of my show notes from wherever you listen to Nearest and Dearest Podcast. The views and opinions expressed by Nearest and Dearest Podcast are those of the authors and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Nearest and Dearest Podcast. Any content provided by Julie Rogers or any other authors are of their opinion. They are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. Thank you.